1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for
0: details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here.
1: The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals
0: untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether
1: it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County.
0: Learn more about HIV testing, treatment and prevention at doitforyoumc.org.
1: Hey, Rush Nation, before we get to today's show, which is an absolute banger, trust me on this, I want to tell you about the fantasy football playbook. Murph and I have been working really hard. Blood, sweat and tears have been ...pushed into our first publication. It's a book about fantasy football shock. This is a fantasy football podcast, but it's got strategy guides for all formats, rookie player profile reviews, Murph's PAS metric, which is exclusive to the podcast and the book. Head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk, into the shop, and go buy yourself the fantasy football playbook. (laughs)
0: everyone scott hansen
1: here from nfl red zone i hope you're checking out one hour of five yard rush one of the best podcasts on nfl football in the uk yo what's happening rush nation it's tuesday we're back i think it's tuesday the world has uh has gone to hell in a hand grenade the fantasy season has exploded obviously with it being draft season and uh unfortunately the big man is not here tonight i i don't have him flying the uh five yard falcon with me but you know Nightmare says, "I'm never alone," and we've we've thrown a bit of a different spin on tonight's podcast purely because well, you'll, you'll get to my uh, sell in the buy sell keep section of the podcast, but fantasy football is as much as I love it, and this isn't me signing off from it one tiny bit. It is I have draft fatigue, and fantasy football is pretty much taken over my life right now. So I figured, well, there's still going to be college football, and we've got a college football podcast. Why not get one of those guys over to talk a little bit about college fantasy? Because that's a whole new can of worms. You can open that, have no draft fatigue with it whatsoever. There's loads of players that you can learn about for next year coming into the NFL. And you don't have to do another 12 team PPR draft with drafting James White in the ninth round and thinking you've done all right. Everyone's done enough of that now to, to worry about it. So I tapped up my boy, Tom from over at five yard college, Tom, thanks for coming on buddy, standing in for Murph. How are you doing?
0: I'm not too bad, mate. Um, Yesterday the weather was absolutely glorious in Manchester. It was beautiful. I, I was out in the garden. The washing was out, and then today it's been horrible. So I'm mm. stuck in all day. So when, when when I got the text this afternoon saying, "Did I want to record a pod?" I was like, "Yes, I do." Let's break up the uh, the misery of Tuesday with with a podcast. So yeah, it's good to be on. And you know, you've been you've been on ours a couple of
1: times. So it's it's time for us to invade your podcast. Oh, too. I've made a terrible error. I forgot you owe me some sort of interruption. I haven't forgotten that. Don't worry about that. Oh, no. Sorry, Rush Nation, but they do owe me. So we will uh, we will get to that. Well, we won't know when we'll get to it. Tom's just going to jump at some point and, and When you least expect it. Yep. So this has been fun. Thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, your pod drops tomorrow. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> so, no, uh, yeah. Tom and I are going to do some buy, sell, holds. We're going to do three from the NFL because we are still a fantasy football podcast. And then we're going to get into some college players that we want to buy, sell and hold. And we'll do a bit of talking about them. And who knows what sort of rabbit hole we'll get down because, hey, like I said, fantasy football is also college based. And you can learn a lot from it. So so why not? Why not? But we've got to start talking about the fantasy football playbook I say start talking continue talking we've we've opened up uh, a new form of how you can buy it and it's it's a charity fundraiser so it is the last chance it's not the last chance but it's the only the next 3 weeks are when you're going to want to buy it because you're going to want to use it for your drafts and and as much as you, if you want to buy it after the drafts and in the football season please do go ahead it's a uh, it's over at 555 but before the season starts we are Switching it up and doing a charity fundraiser. So if you head over to our Twitter, it's the pinned tweet, I believe. We are donating... The book is six quid. And by buying it through the donation link uh, on the tweet, we're donating this money to a unique charity. Um, it's It's a charity dear to our podcast heart. We didn't have one that we wanted to donate any money to for the ffcc and stuff like that and we've we've batted it about here and there and we never really had one that was close to our hearts and then one of our guys said that this was a charity he was involved with and and was gonna donate to theirs and we thought well we are one big family here at five yards so we'll all jump on board and we've chosen at unique underscore charity unique charity as our charity of choice so yeah if you want to buy the ff no not the ffcc that one's done although there are t-shirts on the website just saying um yeah if you want to buy a copy of the book Follow our tweet. The link is there. Six quid all goes to charity, and uh, do yourself a good thing and, and win those drafts in the last three weeks. Don't forget
0: as well, stocks that
1: because of the the streaming metric that it's going to be useful in September
0: too. In those first few weeks when we see some some strange results, I think I'll be I'll be turning back to the book and looking at the streaming metric to to pick up my defense. See,
1: Tom, I knew there was a reason. Was I, reason knew I, I knew it. I knew it. So. We have a college announcement. It wouldn't be fair for me to to not let Tom do it, seeing as you are the college arm of Five Yard. Um, I guess both arms. I mean, you can have you can have both arms. You and you and Ash can be either arm of the college, of the college side of Five Yard. What's the announcement, mate?
0: It seems as though um, well, sorry. Before we start,
1: just just for the record, does this count as a as an interruption or not? Is this a free pass? Oh no, this is like a vampire. I invited you in, so you've got free okay. reign to do what you want. Excellent. To. So every time
0: it seems that I've been on the podcast there's been there's
1: been something to
0: announce. You were over at the college pod a few weeks ago and and said that there were plans in place for a, for a college fantasy league and that's exactly what we've set up and we want some listeners to get involved. There are eight spots available. Four will be available through you guys and four spots available over at Five Yard College as well. And it gives people the chance to, to go up against myself and Ash and, and you and Murph and see if anyone can can topple us. Um, it is available on fan tracks, So I couldn't see any other providers, apps, websites that, that were offering a college fantasy league this year. I know you uh, were in favour of Yahoo, but when I went and looked online, it didn't seem to be an option.
1: No, I think they've completely stopped their fantasy college this season i think with the holdouts and stuff it's probably easier for their text to just be like nah we're not doing it
0: yeah i can i can imagine it's caused a, a lot of headaches i've decided that we're going we're to simplify it and just keep it to the three of the power five that we will be playing in the fall so you'll be able to pick from sec big 12 and acc players it is a super flex and i know how much you love super flex stocks 12 it- team
1: ppr it- is it Superflex or is it 2QB and a Superflex?
0: Now it was initially 2QB and a Superflex. But yep. an edit this afternoon took it down to 1 and a Superflex. Okay. Because I wasn't sure whether we could get 12 teams with, with three serviceable quarterbacks in the end.
1: Okay. That's you sound fine. a little bit disappointed. At no, I, it's, I, purely because last time I played College Fantasy, I... There's so many players available that score mm-hmm. loads of points because, like Trey Lance, for instance, he'll absolutely rack up the points. Yeah. But you might not draft him or pick him up on the waivers because he plays at a small school that you might not have heard of. And so there were so many players. I'm thinking, well, there's definitely 36 quarterbacks that we could mm. stick in the team. But like you say, with only three conferences available, I think you made the right choice.
0: Yeah, it would have been it would have been good fun if, if we'd have had a, a full complement of teams to choose from, I would have gone with three quarterbacks. But we've got, uh, so we've got one quarterback with a super flex, no kicker or defence and special teams, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end and a flex for, for good measure. No DST? No. No kicker? No. I, I haven't done this in, in a league that we've that we've arranged so far or a league that
1: I've been involved in. And I'm quite keen just to ignore kickers for now. Okay, this, this is your, your pony. Had this been set up the other way, they would have been firm stalwarts of the team, but I didn't set it up, so there you go. I mean, We can, we can always go back and put two starting
0: kickers in if you want. Two? <laughs> well, one's fine. I
1: don't, I don't need two in my life. That's way too many kickers. Um, well, one, one's too many for me. Okay, fine. It's yours. No kickers. So the draft's Excellent. on the 5th of September. Is it a fast draft, a slow draft?
0: We're going to go with a slow draft and, and, and the only reason for that is with it, with it being uh, a, a new experience for, for some of our players, it might be worth giving people the chance to to have a couple of hours to, to get to grips with who they're picking because ultimately we're not necessarily looking for, for diehard college fans, although they are you know welcome to get involved. What we're really looking for is is people that are committed fantasy football players who want to know more. Guys like me, um, you know, Ash will be in there who who watches a lot of college ball and has done for some time. But I, I guess I'm looking for people who who want to learn more and and learn more about players and teams, much like like you did last year.
1: Yeah, we've we've got a few people committed to fantasy football who listen to the pod, so I don't imagine we'll have trouble filling this little. This little competitive league we've got stacked up here. I'm just trying to think of a way how we can get people to have a spot. I mean, we could do possibly, I don't know, for the first two responses that come in, get one automatically because we know they've listened instantly. Like when five yard hits their hits their inbox, they're on it like bang, I'm listening to Stocks and uh Murph and today Tom that, that that you know those those are the hardcore fans. So I'm thinking maybe what do we do? Do we do we pick people who do we just get the listeners from our our side and you get the listeners from your side or if we have yeah, people let's,
0: let's let's split it right down the middle. So we we've both got four to give away. Um I like your idea of of the first couple of spots going to um, listeners of the pod, and we could do that on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea that someone has to go out of the way to to tweet us rather than find the the tweet on Twitter without necessarily giving us a listen. So I think we could get some some loyal listeners in in that way. So maybe the first two spots on on either side
1: are the first four people to to tweet us. Okay, and then I think what we'll do for the other two is I'll come up with some sort of riddle and I'll tweet it out for this is for you know for for 5 yard rush rush nation don't worry about the college side of things guys this they can they can worry about their pod when they <laughs> when they fire it out tomorrow or whenever it is going to be but um yeah we yeah I'll come up with a tweet I'll send out a cryptic tweet of something or other and the first people to reply with the answer can get in that way so fastest finger first for the first two spots of 5 yard and then cryptic reveal for the other two and then however you guys decide to do yours tom is completely yeah, I'm, up to a, you. I'm a big fan of that yeah we'll, we'll make something work a uh, quick question for you sir uh it's starting on the 5th of september obviously your pod is out tomorrow how many days are there till the 5th of september oh wow because will your pod be out before the 5th of september
0: yeah so tomorrow is the 26th
1: yeah so I guess. Oh, Do that... you know? I, I should know that it's my parents'
0: wedding anniversary tomorrow. It's 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 a good job that neither of them are avid fantasy
1: football players. I'd be in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> Apologies, Mister and uh, Missus Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, so it goes out.
0: It, it goes out tomorrow, which would be the twenty sixth. So I think there's plenty of time for people to to get back and get involved.
1: Do you mention it on your pod tomorrow? No. So then you've got a whole week of. Okay, all right.
0: We'll we'll uh, make it work. I might I might put something on on Twitter when when the pod goes live and and make sure that the the college listeners have uh, have given it a listen to. Listen,
1: whatever sort of bandits you get to fill your side is no concern of mine. Mr. Scott, we are arch rivals in this, and um, absolutely. I'm relying on Rush Nation to stand up tall and and drag the college guys through the mud, but. we'll... we'll before we completely fall out we should we should move on to the the buy sell and hold section of the podcast i feel um i feel this time has come for that considering that things could turn ugly and there could be all sorts of nfl rivalries taking place here mm-hmm. but um yeah i just i would also like to say that the president's cup draft obviously tom you're not in that cuz you uh you got your own college pod so we decided you you uh didn't really need to to have a spot in the president's cup team but The President's Cup went very well for Team Europe, five-yard rush. We had a huge battle plan. We've got a WhatsApp group that's got about 9,000 messages in it in a day. (laughs) We held on until, I think, round six for quarterbacks, and I think we took eight quarterbacks between us on the turn and absolutely annihilated the quarterback market, which was pretty good. So shout out to you, Mr. James Spavin, for that strategy suggesting it worked perfectly the american team were in fighting and accusing each other of sniping the whole way through a couple of guys let the clock run down and miss picks mm. so I'm not, the commitment from the other side of the pond was weak so if you are listening for the love of sundays you've already been beaten so I we'll mean, just keep... if you win the draft you win the ship in my experience <laughs> solid advice is always there mate that's um yeah, we, we do advocate that you don't win your, the, the, the league and the draft, but in this case, we might well have done.
0: In terms of rivalries, would you rather win the President's Cup or beat me and Ash in the college showdown?
1: Oh, the, the President's Cup all day long. Um, yeah. Just because the, the level of banter and abuse that we can give them for hoisting the trophy up live on a live stream on Twitter or YouTube. Beautiful. And it just it will sit behind either Murph or I or once we get back to the studio, proud all the time. It's just going to be an absolute moment of celebration. There might even be Moe popped. I mean, I don't know. I can't guarantee that, but <laughs> I, just getting back in the studio would be one thing and that would be good enough. So if there is Moe and a huge trophy sat there, it yeah, I mean, not as much as I'd, I don't want to beat down on, on the other side of five yard, it's a bit of friendly competition is always nice, but Knocking about Team America's even better, great film. The, pro-
0: the the problem that you've got now is we're going to view this differently, aren't we? Because obviously, reviewing the President's Cup, that's going to take precedence for you guys. Whereas for for myself and for Ash, this is the one. This is this is the cup final for us.
1: That's that's absolutely true. But Murph and I bring the same level of lethality to every single draft we ever do. It doesn't matter whether it's. Down the pub with our few mates in our home league, or whether it's in the Scott Fishbowl, you know, we we get to the playoffs and and we win stuff. So it just so happens that the prize at the end is bigger for us in the President's Cup. But absolutely, yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying. That lower league football, FA Cup finals and stuffs, big time. So yeah, I mean, as a Bolton
0: Wanderers fan, you know, <laughs> we we care a lot more about Man United than Man United have ever cared
1: about us. So I'm at that level. I like that. I went to see Bolton Wanderers once at Crystal Palace. Jason, did you Jason, enjoy yourself? I did. It was good. Jason Mcateer was blazing up and down. It was Jason Mcateer, right? Yeah. that, yeah, that must have been some time ago. All right, easy. I didn't think you were that old. <laughs> I'm not. I was very small. <laughs> yeah, my dad took me in. Jason Mcateer was blazing up and down the right wing. So it was. It was good. It was good. To... Selhurst Park. Selhurst Park is not a very good football ground, but the game was good and. Yeah, so It's
0: one that I've I've never been to and, and due to our current situation, I
1: don't think I ever will get the chance to go. I mean, you're not missing anything, if I'm honest. <laughs> you're not really missing anything. Right, Tom, let's do some buy, sell, hold. Now, I'm going to let you explain this because this was your idea. My idea that I never told you was to just find a load of college players that we think will be big next year and see how they're going to do in fantasy drafts for college this year. But oh, that
0: sounds fun. Well, we can do another one. If, if this if this goes down inflamed, we can we can always do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, perfect. We're, we're twenty five minutes in or so, and if we can it now, it's not the end of the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, God, you, you suggested buy, sell, hold. Obviously, everyone seen treat, keep, trade, cut. What's what's the premise of this one?
0: So, so the, the idea being that you know we're at the stage now with the season. 2 3 weeks away both in in the college game and in the NFL i think people are getting to to the point of no return you were talking before about about draft fatigue and i guess by by the end of august there there is this feeling of uh, certain trends emerge when when it comes to draft strategy and certain players that that you that you gravitate towards for some bizarre reason i think i've ended up with Calvin Ridley in almost every team I've got so you know if if he goes out injured or has a bad year then I'm in a lot of trouble and sometimes you you sleepwalk into these strategies and you don't really know it until it's happened so when it comes to buy sell and hold it's sort of looking back at how you've drafted over the summer and which players have you been investing more shares in who are you starting to think of, of, of getting rid of particularly in keeper and dynasty leagues and then with the
1: hold, I guess it's a player that the jury's out. Oh, well, I, I feel like I'm going to fight you on all three of yours, Tom. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, not so much the hold and the player that you're going to hold, mm-hmm. but the jury is definitely in on that dude when we get to it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: For NFL purposes, you've got me licked in the college. I'm just going to bow down to your greater knowledge. And Although I my wide receiver is great and I'm going to, going to grab him in, In our little competition we've got coming up, so this won't ever get out into the world because I don't want people to know. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do we want to go? Should we do NFL first? Or yeah,
1: I I think we should. I think we should. Okay. You 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 start. You're top of the list on the show today. Fire away.
0: So my my buy for particularly in dynasty leagues is Blake Jarwin. I think he's going to be Titan number one at the Cowboys for the foreseeable future. And I think that we'll start to be talking about him in that second tier next year. So there is a drop off from your kittle and maybe even you might, if you're feeling generous, put put Ertz in there as well. I think Jarwin's going to be the sort of player who's in comfortably in that second tight end tier next year.
1: Okay. Where... Where does your second tier of tight ends run from? Obviously, you said Ertz might sneak into the top one. And I yeah. think with with Dallas, Dallas Goddard's possible injury, if that is a bigger injury, then I know the Eagles have come out and said he's fine. But it is that time of the year where everybody's dandy, nobody's hurt, and mm-hmm. coaches love everybody. If Goddard's hurt, Zach Ertz is going to be an absolute monster. And he if he plays the whole season as the only tight end, then he could well be up there in tight end one just because of the amount of balls they're going to throw him because they've got no one else. But, Blake Jarwin, eh? where you say second tier, obviously let's say it runs from number four, where does it run to? Where's second tier run to? See, for me last year it ended
0: with Austin Hooper. I wouldn't put him there this time around. I'd say second tier for me is sort of... Let's put
1: Zach Ertz in, in that second tier. Down to,
0: hmm.
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll run off some names and you say whether yeah, he's might, a winner yeah. or not. Give me that so instead. Zach Ertz is in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is in there, obviously. And then you get to players like Darren Waller. Is he in your tight in two category? We're, we're getting to the bottom of the tier by now. But, okay, yeah. so somewhere who's above him, Hunter Henry. Is he above or below Darren Waller? I'd go Waller. Oh, okay, nice. I'd go Waller over Henry. How about Evan Ingram? I'd go Waller again.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm too worried about Ingram's injury concerns.
1: Yep. No, I feel that. I feel that. Okay. How about Hayden Hurst? Now he is the hype train superlative, yeah. superlative this season. But he is going to a team that loves the tight end, and he was a first round draft pick. So there was some capital spent. I would,
0: I would put him in tier two. But we are we are dangerously close to to considering Blake Jarwin at this point.
1: Okay, no, that's fine. I'm just trying to gauge your value here. Everybody, so would you have him below Darren Waller, Austin, yes. uh, Hayden yeah. Hurst, and Hayden Hurst? Yeah. So when you said Darren Waller is at the bottom of tier two, and he was like the second or third guy I mentioned, everyone else is either further down tier, the bottom of tier two, or even tier three.
0: I think tier three begins at Hunter Henry from the sounds of the, the conversation we've just had.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm trying to think if I've missed anybody off of this list. Obviously, you've got Noah Fant, Mike Kosicki, Hawkinson, uh, No. Jonu no. Smith, Ian Thomas. Yeah, I think
0: tier three, tier three begins with Hunter Henry, by the sounds of it. Okay. And I would, at the minute, I would put Jarwin
1: in that tier. I think this time next year, he will yep. be in tier two. Okay, I have some... Like, Blake Jarwin is also a draft darling at the moment. Everybody seems to be hyping Mm -hmm. him up a little bit. Uh, Nobody more so than Mike Wright over at the Fantasy Footballers. He is in absolute love with Blake Jarwin. I have some reservations. I know there was, like, 140 targets gone with Randall Cobb and old man Witten out the door. But they drafted C.D. Lamb at, like, 18, 16, 18, something like that. Yeah. And the dude is going to... He's going to take targets. He's going to take all of Cobb's targets, if not some off of Cooper and some off of Gallup. And I just don't know how much there will be for Blake Jarwin. Even if Jarwin and, and Lamb split those 140 targets, and you only get 70 targets each, that isn't enough for Jarwin. He needs. He's going to need touchdowns. And then you've also got those big boys ready for the end zone work plus seek. So I'm a little yeah. scared on Jarwin.
0: I feel it, I feel exactly the same about about Waller because. A big a big thing for me, and, and I guess it's the same situation with Ertz and Goddard, if Goddard is, 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 is well enough to play, is there's a lot of pressure on those rookie receivers to take some targets. So obviously, we've got at Dallas, Ruggs in Las Vegas and Jalen Rager in Philly. And How I, dare you
1: forget Jerry Judy?
0: No, no, for, for Denver, I wouldn't necessarily be going for, for Noah Fant anywhere near... Jerry, okay. yeah, sorry, anywhere near Blake Jarwin. I, I just think that Denver's going to be a very wide receiver heavy in the passing game.
1: Yeah. All right. No, I I I, I like it, and I like Jarwin's youth, and I think he was a fairly high draft pick as well. I think, uh, if memory serves me right, I want to say third round. Tom's about to blow me out of the wall. He might even be second. But yeah, I'm I'm fairly confident. They. I just think there's too many targets too many targets but I and they,
0: they are stacked at wide receiver they, they, there's no doubt about that I think you know the thing with Darren Waller is how, we saw how heavily tight ends were relied on in at, at the Raiders last year not necessarily the case in Dallas
1: yeah and I think quite a lot of the underneath work that perhaps Waller because Derek Carr obviously remember guys doesn't throw the ball more than basically the distance he can let go of it so some of that underneath work is going to be taken by rugs who predicated his game at college in those short passes and running to the house i mean he's got all the other attributes you want he, he can win over the top or contested catches but a lot of his big plays came from screen passes dump offs and that sort of thing so yeah i and also rugs could be a i should have put damn it i can't change on the fly i'm not that good but um tyrell williams i think Torres is Laborum today, mm-hmm. so yeah, rugs could have sneaky value here. As and could... people
0: are talking about Brian Edwards now, you know, you're talking about the hype train. That is a
1: that is a late addition to
0: the hype train, Brian Edwards.
1: Yeah, it's come out the tunnel fast. That one. <laughs> just... Would you want to do your sell and your hold, or shall I do my buy?
0: Let's go to your buy.
1: Okay, so Murph, if you're listening, I'm super sorry. And <laughs> I, I, I know he could be injured, but Bengals head coach. Zach, oh, Zach Taylor, Mm -hmm. yeah. Zach Taylor's come out and said AJ Green didn't practice Friday because he wants some rest, not because he's injured. The injury is irrelevant, he said. Um, And yeah, AJ Green is my buy. I I couldn't do it, Murph. I couldn't sell him. I couldn't hold him. I had to have him. I know the risks. I know the injury history. I know the fact he's made a biscuit and he's now called Biscuit Legs on the podcast. (laughs) But his ADP is falling, and he's now the six oh three. And I am a huge believer in his talent. If he's fit and plays 10 that's a big if. I I hear that. But if you are shooting for upside at the start of the sixth round, after you've got your starters locked in, in a standard draft, and you're picking up green as an upside flex play at the 6.03, if he plays 10 games, he's pretty much a lock for 1,000 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns. He's done it every time he's played 10 games. He's an automatic wide receiver one. And at 6.03, I'm quite prepared to take my first risk in the draft, picking up AJ Green. I'm back in, AJ. I'm sorry. I've had a week off. I couldn't do it. I felt bad. I stressed myself out. (laughs) I put your jersey on. I rocked myself to sleep in the corner and I'm back. I'm buying AJ Green. I'm sorry, Murph.
0: I I don't think we can fault the logic. I mean, I know Murph won't be delighted to hear it, but there comes a point with any player with with injury concerns where value means that it's too good to turn down and you know in Cincinnati that if AJ Green is fit they're going to be relying on him to help Joe Burrow develop not just in, in year one but but possibly year two as well if he, if he sticks around and as you said if, if you're taking AJ Green on your fantasy team as, you, as your wide receiver too then I've got questions but if, as you say, you're taking him in the sixth round and later as a as a potential flex slot, I have no issue with that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, and people are saying that they're not going to use him as much because they've got a lot of wide receivers. Let's let's be frank, Rush Nation and Tom will back me up here. Last year, Joe Burrow made uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson both. Pretty viable in the, in what they achieved last year. So he can definitely operate at least two wide receivers. And I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a few targets as well. So Yeah. Yeah. There's, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow can spread it about and AJ Green will not suffer.
0: Not all. So. And you know, we talk about the, the wide receiver depth in Cincinnati. AJ Green still is undoubtedly the best of, of those wide receivers. So he's still gonna get the targets. Absolutely. If he's on the field.
1: Yeah, he's just off. He's a little bit old. He's had a Friday off. I imagine, I don't know what happened on Monday or over the weekend. I haven't looked, just in case he is fully injured, because I wanted to be fully into this point. I'm still buying AJ Green. Okay, Tom, who's your sell? I
0: say who, it's a strategy. It's a what. Yeah, yes. so this isn't something that I've consciously done over the summer. And I think in the drafts that, that I've done this year, I've ended up with first pick overall, four possibly five times and, and, and that's probably an indication of how many leagues I'm in but also I think I got I've got lucky this year and Christian McCaffrey has been too good to turn down every time, even even in super flex leagues um where I've seen, you know, somebody jump and take Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson two and three. I just can't not take Christian McCaffrey and zero running back strategy is is a is a bold move. And it's one that I haven't necessarily got the minerals to uh, to see through. I always find myself at the, at, the, at the back end of the second, top of the third round. And I'm taking a Miles Sanders or even a Chris Carson. I'm just stuck in my old ways stocks and, and I can't get out of it.
1: So I said I was going to fight you and I'm going to have a little bit of a scrap here. I, I wrote an article, I don't know when it was, three, four weeks ago, saying that if you are at the turn, and not the first turn, but the back end, don't draft a running back. Now, Mm -hmm. that was because at the time, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Todd Gurley, and somebody else were falling to the third, fourth turn. And at that price, I was all in. This was before Edwards-Hilaire, obviously, was the dog over at Kansas. And I was all in, and I'm thinking... I did a load of research. You can go check my article out. I did loads of mock drafts and the amount of times that Devontae Adams and Julio Jones and even Michael Thomas once, which is a complete anomaly. That will never happen in your draft unless you're drafting with people who can't see the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Those guys have so much upside for me that I was willing to give up the running backs and pick up a Todd Gurley, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, a Chris Carson, that sort of ilk at the other end. And I was happy with the points that I was going to get back after working out my projections. I've come around a little bit now because people are now so far in on, I have to get a running back. People yeah. are now so like scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you say that, but you, you know what you're doing. Whereas I think this isn't me digging at everybody else, but I'm saying people see the draft board falling and they think oh, good Lord, there's six running backs there. I have to take one. Mm -hmm. And then after them, a couple more go, and then a couple more go, you get Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, CEH, Dalvin Cook. I mean, realistically, all bar Michael Thomas could be the first round of running backs. And then you've still got Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, who's in a walking boot, boot, but that's precautionary by all accounts. Uh, I'm, I'm missing a couple of guys as well at the start of the second, end of the second round. And by then, you could have 16 running backs, a couple of wide receivers and maybe a quarterback if someone's gone wild. And now when it gets to that third, fourth turn, there ain't a lot left. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they like even Todd Gurley's going at the beginning of the third now, which is, I'm fine with it, because I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. But again, he could get injured, he could be rubbish, and you've lost out big time. So I liked it. But I'm not a huge fan now, so I can see why you're selling it. That this isn't me, this isn't me saying you can't sell that, Tom. But it's 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 one of those things where I haven't consciously gone into
0: drafts thinking, okay, I'm going to take a, a running back early. And like I said, if if I'm in the top the top two three picks, then I'm taking McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, and then I'm I'm going back in the third round. And I know we had a conversation prior to the to the article going out and you said you know what what are you doing on the turn at, at pick 12 and i was saying i'm taking running back wide receiver and, and then you explained in great detail why that wasn't necessarily the best strategy at that time at the beginning of, of august so it just seems to be something that i've, I've, I've sleepwalked into and i i am drafted out now I am not joining any more re- redraft leagues, keepers, <laughs> dinners, I,
1: I am done for the summer. So I will not be, be trying out a zero running back strategy at all this year. So I tried it in the draft you invited to me with the Far From Lombardi boys. Mm-hmm. And it was Superflex IDP. And I was on the turn and I thought, this is Superflex. These boys don't know this is Superflex. And we've had this conversation on your pod, my pod. I'm going mm-hmm. to punish these fools for not knowing their league rules. <laughs> And I almost got Mahomes and Jackson, like you've heard me say before. And that would have just been game over before. And that would have been me winning the draft within the first two rounds. But I had a plan and I was going to go double quarterback, regardless of who was there, because I wanted to try and slim the market down, whether or not people knew it or didn't. And apologies for the helicopter apparently going right past my window, but the window's open and I'm not stopping mid-pod. So yeah, I, I wanted to go, and I had a plan to, and zero running back, when it came back to me, I, I didn't just go zero running back for the first two rounds, I then went receiver receiver, yep. because other people started catching on to the quarterback trend, and I ended up with Leonard Fournette and David Johnson. Now, at the time Lev Bell was there, and I should have taken David Johnson and Lev Bell. Mm-hmm. I got drawn into the Leonard Fournette hype train about catches. But now Chris Thompson's there. I made a terrible error and I don't think anyone's willing to draft away running backs because I, I only have Aaron Rodgers to sort of offer up. I'll be fine next year because my rookies are all super young and I've got J.K. Dobbins. But this year, I think I might struggle a smidge.
0: I think you were talking before about sort of slimming the market. I think what you did in that draft was dictated how the draft went because when, when you went quarterback the league followed and, and then the same, the same happened with the, the wide receivers later on. That that links in quite, I was going to say quite nicely, but, but quite strangely to yourself for tonight.
1: Yeah, which is drafting a quarterback in the first two rounds of a Superflex. I mean, I, that's so hypocritical when I just said I was on the turn and I drafted <laughs> two. But that would be the only place I would do it. And that would be in order to, if a couple had already gone, and I'm staring down to Sean Watson and uh, the chap from the Cardinals, whose name has just evaded me. Kyler. Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I would, I would pull the trigger on both of those guys at 12. At 11, I'm still going running back wide receiver. I just think there is more value to be had in grabbing a stud in the first two rounds than there is a quarterback. I am more than happy to roll out Matty Ice, Stafford, Big Ben, mm-hmm. Drew Locke. There's even like, Gardner Minshew... I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, and I don't think it's just not for me. I, I understand it. I understand people want to get one of the studs or a couple of the good guys in Superflex. But unless the scoring is stacked to quarterbacks, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it because I think the value... I mean, I'm in this uh, Euro... oh, What's it called? The Eurovision Fantasy League at the moment mm-hmm. on MFL. And I didn't go... I got Michael Thomas. My team is Michael Thomas, Juju... Lev Bell, Todd Gurley, George Kittle and then I've got two Gardner Minshew and some other clown at quarterback and I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. So... I'm, I'm
0: I'm a panicker and you know the opposite <laughs> to you. I was on the turn in a league that, that we're both in and I was on the turn at the back end of the second, top of the third and I took Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen just because... I was terrified that by the time it comes back
1: to me, <laughs> it's going to be Donald and Haskins. Yeah, I mean that that that's not great. I feel bad for Sam Donald. Like the guy is never drafted in fantasy. I know, but
0: he's. It's just what he's working with. I mean, you put him in a
1: different scenario, and people it is pure picking him up. pure Adam Gase, isn't it? That's that's what's absolutely. Really like it, even yeah. though he's the quarterback whisperer, which is ironic, but yeah, I, I'm just not. I don't. I want the value in the first two rounds, unless I'm at twelve. If I'm at twelve, we can have a conversation.
0: Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about about what I did this afternoon.
1: This afternoon?
0: Yeah, that's when I that's when I picked today. That's when I took Rogers and and Allen. Rogers was early, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 a sinner when it comes to taking quarterbacks too soon.
1: Nah, fair enough.
0: Because it's, well, my, what I'm backing with Rodgers is that he's going to have a fire in him based on what's happened over the summer. And I've also had a had a look online and seen what the odds are for Devante Adams to, to lead the league in touchdown receptions. Because I think we're going to see an angry Aaron Rodgers this year.
1: What What are the odds on my boy
0: Adams? 10 to 1.
1: That's, that's long. I don't mm. hate that at all. I think he could possibly get 13, 14 touchdowns.
0: Yeah, when, I, when I, anything double digits, and I was, I was, I was
1: gonna have a, a little, a little tickle at that. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's do some hold. This is interesting.
0: Okay, my hold, and this this came to me in a, in, a, in a keeper league, and it's a, an orphan team that I've I've taken under my wing. And last week, I decided to to bring in AJ Dylan, who was free agent, and that's because my running back room. Uh, also included Zach Moss, another rookie, and Derrick Henry, and it, it struck me when doing the looking at the, the roster that in a keeper league of eight spots, I don't think Derrick Henry is a surefire uh, player for one of those slots going into the year after, and it's purely just based on historically we 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 were told not to rely on second contract running backs just to keep churning out the value, certainly at the volume that, that Derrick Henry did last year. Now, I had a team in the 2019 season that was Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry at running back, and it took me all the way to the to the playoff final. He was superb last year, and both on the field and, and in terms of fantasy value. But I just can't see that level of production continuing into, not necessarily this year, certainly the year after. And so what, what, I've, what I've done in terms of bringing AJ Dillon as another rookie is try to give myself the insurance of if one of these guys explodes in the rookie year, they could well be my running back that I'm, that I'm holding on to the year after.
1: Yep, yeah, it's not a terrible... I mean, it was also hysteric, historically, running backs who have 300 ca- uh, carries in one year tend to be pretty poor to average the year after just because of the work. now we know Derek Henry is an absolute monster and he's built like nobody that we've Mm -hmm. seen recently. So he could well butt the trend, but history is on the side of him petering out after 300 plus carry season. So I don't think it's a terrible hold. And the fact that you haven't sold him is is good. He went like at number six or seven uh, ahead of Michael Thomas in the Euro fantasy thing. And I'm just like, I can't, there's absolutely no world where I would take him above Michael Thomas. Mm. There just isn't.
0: I if especially if you're in a PPR, then it doesn't make any sense to me. Um and by you know, by no means does this sort of denigrate Derrick Henry as a player because I'd I'd love him to book the trend and, and continue to produce. It's just history tells us differently.
1: Yeah. Okay. My hold. I'm pretty sure my cell was fantasy drafts, Tom but it's changed.
0: I thought you may have just revealed yourself for the college uh, version of the game.
1: Got another bit of the show, Doc. There it is. There's the uh, draft for T kicking in and beating me about the podcast. So my hold is Johnny Smith. We talked about him in the ADP buys. I, I don't need to reiterate everything. He If you listened, you listened, and, and we appreciate it. But he is uh, the second pass catcher in Tennessee, Corey Davis, the chances of him in having a Devontae Parker type breakout is pretty slim. Mm-hmm. They're going to regress, obviously, in Tennessee. They can't have the efficiency they did last year. But Delaney Walker is no longer there. Jonu Smith is locked in as the tight end one. To me, he's the second pass catcher because their running back, as you just mentioned, doesn't catch the football. Lock and load Jonu Smith, you can get into like the third to last round. If you're going to stream your tight end anyway, you might as well stream with a guy who has massive upside John Jonu Smith if you grab him in your draft. Even if you want to go four rounds early, grab Jonu Smith, and if he blows up, you've got a steal. And if he's terrible, stream someone else because you haven't lost out on a high draft pick.
0: I, I like this pick, and especially because if, if Tennessee are going to play such a, a play-action-heavy offense as well next year, he's,
1: he's going to see a lot of targets. And there you go. There was my hold. I, it was it was short and sweet because two of the guys I've already mentioned in the last few weeks. But when you are as all in as I am on both of these dudes, let's have it. I should have had two buys. I don't know how to buy and a hold. I should have broke the rules and just had two buys. But hey, oh, well, you, you,
0: we can always we can always move things about.
1: I should have I should have held AJ Green and bought Jordan Smith.
0: Yeah, I was just about to suggest that that might have uh, might have made Murph happier anyway.
1: Ah, well, you know, I love the boy. AJ's my man, I'm buying him all day long. Right, let's talk (laughs) some college ball, Tom. Come on, let's do it. This is, these guys, now, I don't know if the three people or the two and a reason I've chosen are going to be coming out this year. I think my hold is definitely going to be coming out because he could have declared for this draft just gone. Mm -hmm. Are your three players all going to be in the draft process next year?
0: I would imagine two of them. Will be in the draft process. I my buy is Bolnick's quarterback from Auburn, and I don't expect him to be declaring because he's he's a sophomore this year. I do think he's going to take a big leap, and people are going to pay more attention to him. But I think he'll be entering the draft after his junior year.
1: Okay, how good is he, and what round do you anticipate taking him in fantasy?
0: Depending on how the board falls and obviously because we're going to be playing with well we don't know who we're going to be playing with we might be playing with, with some less experienced guys and, and we'll see where how, how much they value quarterbacks for me Bo Mix is going to be someone that I'm looking to pick up as as my second quarterback I've seen enough to suggest that he's he's on for an improved year in 2020 he uses his feet too which of course is is going to be a bonus much like you know Josh Allen in in the NFL, who, and that's not a comparison of their talents. It's just in terms of fantasy value, a, a good to average quarterback becomes that much more valuable if he can produce with his feet as well. So, uh, I'm going to be looking at Bonics as my as my second QB off the board. Last week on the Five Yard College podcast, we watched the Iron Bowl, um, and and the way in which Nix, as, as a as a true freshman, was able to. See the game out in the fourth quarter really impressed me. Now his stat line didn't; he was just about averaging fifty-five percent of of his throws, but he used his feet well and he managed the game well in the in the fourth quarter. So I'm expecting big things from him in year two. I don't think he's going to be going in the in the first two rounds of of a, of a draft. So I'd be looking to pick him up as my second quarterback.
1: Noted for the upcoming competition.
0: Yeah, if you're picking ahead of me, that's really going to annoy me. <laughs> What's
1: your buy? So my buy is a uh, wide receiver Changa Hodge from Virginia Tech. I don't know if I have announced my college team yet, but it might as well, might as well do it now. I'm not doing a c- series on my podcast, like Tommy's over there in the Lonely <laughs> Hearts Club. It's um, yeah. My team is going to be the Virginia Tech Hokies. They're, Everything about them I like. I like their stadium. I like their entrance walk. The fact they have to squeeze down a tiny tunnel. The fact they have Metallica play. Everybody goes absolutely wild in the stadium. Their helmets are good. Their jerseys are legit. That's they've true. got a chance in the ACC to to cause some trouble. I'm not saying they're going to beat Clemson, but on their given it's Saturday, I'd almost said any given Sunday. But of course, it's Saturdays. They they've got a chance to to the tangle with the big dogs so yeah Changa Hodge 65 receptions 1118 yards and 13 touchdowns last year that's enough anyway to do you proud in fantasy but the guy who was ahead of him Damon Hazelton, has now transferred to Mizzou so that makes my boy Changa Hodge the wide receiver one at Virginia Tech in a year where perhaps they're going to have to throw a little more trying to catch up with the big guys in the shortened season I'm all about it and 65 receptions, like I said, is decent in PPR. Nearly 1,200, well, let's say 1,100 yards. And in 13 touchdowns, I think he's currently the 27th wide receiver off the board, which is pretty much stupid value. So that was going to be my buy-in college fantasy. Yeah, I think you
0: could be getting a steal there. And as you said, it, it looks like he's going to be the, the main guy that they're targeting in the passing game. Django Hodge isn't someone that I've seen a lot of, but... Because there's no Big Ten and Pac-12 football, we're going to get the chance to to look at players like this in more
1: detail. Well, take note, Tom. He's going to be the guy. Him and Bo Nix are going to be tearing you up in the, uh, <laughs> in the upcoming... <laughs> you heard it here first. He, he's a, a senior, Tom. So what does that mean? That means that he's he's going to have to go to the NFL next year, by the sounds of it. Oh, Changa Hodge could already be my LaVisca, Shane oh come on Changa have a big tell you what's going to happen he's going to have a big season you boys are going to tweet him saying that he should come on the podcast because Stocks is right up in next year's fantasy football playbook Mm -hmm. is really good he'll be on the five yard college pod he'll be in the fantasy football playbook and then he'll be on whichever jersey he lands on in the NFL draft Changa Hodge welcome to another one of the guys I love and the reasons I don't win as many fantasy championships because I've got (laughs) too many guys
0: (laughs) well as, as AJ Green moves into the twilight of his career You've got his his his, uh, his successor. There you go. My cell is another wide receiver, and he'll be very well known to even the most casual of of college fans. And he's been mentioned in the pod already. And that's Jamar Chase of Louisiana State University. This, I would say, of all of my, my takes tonight, is is probably the one that might cause the most controversy because he is without doubt the best wide receiver in the college game. And as it stands, he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. My biggest concern is that there's no more Joe Burrow in LSU, but not only that, no Justin Jefferson, no Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, no Thaddeus Moss. A lot of the, the additional targets left to, to go to the NFL. And not only that, the offensive line has been obliterated too. So I imagine that there's going to be a lot of pressure on Jamar Chase to perform and also there's going to be a lot of defensive attention paid to him as well. I imagine Jamar Chase is going to get taken particularly early in our in our fantasy football draft. And would you I
1: like to know how early? Would you like to know how early if people go by ADP?
0: Uh I would. I would I would say that he's going third overall.
1: Oh, you'll know you're way off. He's going sixth. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, if he's... I'm picking at six, I won't be picking Chase. Okay, I can only go from what I can see in front of me on the Fantrax Fan draft room. He's currently projected 96 points more than any other wide receiver in the league. They have him going for 1,780 yards off 84 receptions and a casual 20 touchdowns, Mhm. which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe fan tracks still think that
0: Joe Burrow is there at Baton Rouge. Oh, shade at fan tracks! I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's akin to a wide receiver changing team, and not only a changing team. It's basically Lev Bell going from the offensive line at the Steelers to then playing. <laughs> uh, sorry, Tom, that was in no way a dig at the Jets whatsoever. But that's Ash, a-
0: Ash will be well. loving this, by the way.
1: Sorry, mate. It genuinely wasn't a dig. I no, just,
0: no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right.
1: It, you, you've gone from having everything to, to nothing in the way you run with the football. So,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. that it's that final scene of Fresh Prince when Will stood in the living room and even the sofa's gone, and he's the only thing left in the room.
1: Sad times for Jamal Chase.
0: And what but, about your cell?
1: So, we, we alluded to in it in earlier. Play, yeah, my cell is fantasy drafts. I love fantasy football. I hope that comes across in the podcast we do every Tuesday or whenever we have a guest on. I live, breathe, eat, sleep, dream, bleed fantasy football. But COVID meant that drafts started earlier because people had nothing to do. We got drawn into some drafts. We got drawn into more drafts. We're still drafting. I said to Murph at the end of last draft season, dude, look, I can't. we, We have too many teams. We came to an agreement that we wouldn't join any more dynasties. We'd do a few redrafts. We'd focus our efforts on the teams we had. And that got blown out of a cannon into (laughs) a thousand million bits of confetti. And we've now got so many drafts teams. I just don't know what's happening right now. We're committed to them all. But we will have to go part-time with our full-time jobs to keep up with the waiver claims and team setups because we have so many. So draft fatigue, like I've said, has caught up with me. And I am sneakily looking forward to week one when there won't be any more fantasy drafts. Because if you draft after week one, you need to go and get checked in the head because I Mm -hmm. don't understand why you're doing it. And I know that may have put shade on some people, but this is our podcast and I'm right. (laughs) I just, I love it. I love it so much. My wife will attest for that. She may even burst into the studio I can say studio we're not in the studio but she could burst in here right now and just have a go at me down the microphone because of how much fantasy football we play but I am it has beaten me down and I don't know whether the rest of you Rush Nation are feeling this because the amount of drafts I'm in with you guys and we're all in the same drafts and then excuse me this is a speech when we get into those draft rooms there's gifts saying ah you again how you doing that sort of thing. (laughs) so we're all playing together in this massive mess up of COVID and I guess we're all staying safe by socially distancing drafting. Um, I'm with you. Um this
0: is this is my last one. Um, and uh, there is an obligation to be to be an active part of it as well with with the two podcasts coming together. But I, I, I realized in August how to say no. And in fact, a lot of the time it was how to say maybe, and then just sort
1: of <laughs> hoping people would go away. <laughs> Um, but Tom's we, over there ghosting people
0: yeah it's awful <laughs> isn't it it's a terrible habit to get into <laughs> um, but th- yeah this is I agree with you this is my last one and I'm going to be so relieved when I'm just sat in front of the telly on a Sunday night six o'clock turn the television on and watch the Jets get beat I just can't wait for it to be football season rather than drafting season because this has gone on forever
1: yeah it's been a whole long time I don't know whether you can tell, Tom, or Rush Nation, but that speech has literally shredded my voice box, so I don't know <laughs> how the next podcast and the guest is, is, is going to go down. Hopefully, he does a lot of talking. <laughs> okay, who's your hold? I have not heard of this guy, so fill me in. Okay, so my hold is uh, Zamir White, running back from
0: Georgia. He entered the the college game as... The most exciting running back in, in, in high school football, but unfortunately has had two serious knee injuries in two years. Now, usually I would be taking a Georgia running back all day long and you just look at the, the sort of the conveyor belt of talent that that has come from Georgia and, and I'd, I'd be taking them. Unfortunately, because of his injuries, which have kept him out of the game for a good 18 months or so. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not. I'm not necessarily downgrading it to a sell because I still think he can be a difference maker for Georgia when healthy. But I wouldn't be taking him as as high as 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 some may. Okay, I'm just looking him up right now. The the greatest
1: nickname in the college game. I mean, if you're given the nickname Zeus, you better be good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Travis Kelsey's nickname, and and he's pretty good. Why, yeah, why is he called Zeus? Because sure. he's big.
0: I have no idea. It could be. It could be because he's a large human. I'm not sure. All all I know is that we've got sort of. I think it's a torn ACL from last year, and then there was a, there was an injury prior to that, and I think that's what's going to hurt his value.
1: Okay, question, Tom. Does Georgia have any other good running backs right now? I mean, they must do their Georgia, but... Well, yeah,
0: it's Georgia, but there's, there's nobody that sort of is, is standing out on the niche or Sonny Michelle sort of
1: territory. Okay. If Zemir White was fit and hadn't had the injuries, would he be in the same ilk as the guys we've seen before him at Georgia?
0: He still might be even after the injuries. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes. It's just too big, significant knee injuries at such an early stage in his career is, is what concerns me. Um, I guess what I'm, what, what I'm trying to say by putting him as a hold rather than a sell is he still could turn out to be a special talent.
1: Yep, and I fully agree with that. And in the interest of friendship and being a good host this evening, Tom, mm-hmm. Zemir White is currently ranked as 185th overall on fan tracks. I... I couldn't see him scrolling down the running backs list. So I had to search his name. So at 185, he could be incredible value.
0: Yeah, I think that's, well, that's where I was, I was thinking of taking him sort of, you know, way down in the, in the bench. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't I would, I certainly would have been looking at him later on. Um, it's it's one of those situations where when you see somebody so highly ranked, you at least want to see something from them on the field particularly in the college game you know it's a shame to see such talent not have an opportunity
1: yeah and and like i say at 185 that's pretty good value pretty good value tom if uh this has been a lot of fun mate i um i like the premise and if it goes down well or sinks then we'll have to resurrect that ship or build a bigger ship in a week or two if you would like to come back and I can Absolutely. talk about a load of other college players because it's good for people to do some college fantasy and learn people for next year. Failing that, buy the Fantasy Football Playbook because there's a whole load of names in there that you can get to know. Or, uh, or I tell you what, listen to Five Yard College because those boys know a thing or two about college ball. Tom, if Rush Nation, for some reason, haven't heard you, whether they've missed your guest episodes that have popped up on our channel feed from time to time, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, your podcast, your Twitter, and everything else?
0: yeah come and come and find us on twitter at five yard college you'll find links to the podcasts that go out on every reputable channel so you can you can find us there give us a follow get involved in some of the discussions that are going on 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 twitter as well we have got a, a giveaway at the minute i'll not go into detail now because i want to keep my um my disruption to your pod stocks. I want to keep that for another time. So we have got a giveaway over on Twitter, come and check it out and and get involved. And I guess what what we're trying to do over at Five Yard College is is get fantasy football players and NFL fans more acquainted with the college game.
1: Absolutely. And it is a great listen. And yours truly might occasionally pop up there from time to time. They've got some good guests and uh, yeah, really, really good information and knowledge. And I'm learning, listening for them. And I, I get, I get the joy of listening to it twice because I edit their pod and then I listen to it when it's fully formed because listening whilst editing is not the same thing. Trust me on that because it's a completely different beast. So I get to listen to it twice and it must be good if I listened to it twice because if it wasn't good, I'd just do the edit and leave it. So there you go. Rush <laughs> yeah. nation. There's higher praise from me. There you go. Endorsement. Indeed, Tom, this has been a blast mate. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. I will let you get back to your superhero TV show. You were telling me about, pre-roll.
0: Yeah. Umbrella Academy, you've, listen, if you, if you find yourself with a, a spare eight hours to catch up on Series 1, give it a go.
1: Umbrella Academy, is that something to do with Resident Evil? They were the bad guys in Resident Evil computer game series.
0: Well, if it is, then it's passed me by so far. So I don't think so.
1: I might have to watch this now just to check it out. But there you go. Yeah. That, that That's one way to wrap I, off talking about Umbrella. It's, it's
0: either not or I've missed a really big uh, central part of the plot.
1: Uh, made by Capcom I think Resident Evil initially made by Capcom so maybe DC owned I don't know this is something we need to look into on the uh, Superheroes podcast that may or may not be coming <laughs> we'll wait and see but Rush Nation as always don't forget keep staying safe keep washing those hands look forward to the podcast tomorrow from Five Yard College I'm not on that one but it's good trust me it's already edited and in the loaded chamber ready to go and then Thursday we've got a guest So I'm going to get to that right now. Murph will catch you down the road. Tom, this has been fun. But as always, Rush Nation, don't forget, keep rushing.